So this is actually late breaking. We'll start with this. <laughs> we're in this for a while, hey? Did yeah. you see, you were covering news this morning mm-hmm. as we're recording this. And um, so I likely you saw the whole chit-chat from Trudeau and covered that. But uh, he's like, yeah, we're in this for a while now, right? And there's going to yeah. be, he kept saying first wave, inferring that they're going to be multiple waves. And this really doesn't actually end fully until we get a vaccine, which we kind of all knew, I guess, but he really said it in some pretty stark terms this morning. Yeah, yeah, and the predictions that came out this morning from the federal government, too, were, were pretty scary. They were saying that, like, if we are doing everything properly and we're containing and doing all those, like, containment measurements that yeah. we have been doing properly, that we're going to see around 22,000 deaths in the next few months. Yikes. Just in the next few months. And um, within the next week, they're predicting over 700 deaths. So, ah, yeah, those numbers are pretty scary. But that's the thing with these predictions, though, is that you, that you can't, like, really, you know, bank on those. All we can do is just continue doing what we can and, yeah. and doing what the government's telling us to do. And, and, well, the safety ministers, at least, are telling us to do. Um, and yeah, don't be scared by those numbers because those are just predictions and they're off of only like a month of us going through this, right? Yeah. So it's hard to actually like take those numbers and like predict anything and project yes. what we're actually going to be going through because this is something that's never happened before Yeah. and that they haven't had to deal with before. So, you know, yes, it is kind of terrifying to think about that, but all we can do is just think day by day. Yeah. And yeah. you know what that got me thinking is less about like, I mean, certainly I felt some gloom and doom this morning as I was sitting there watching that, but um, you got to, that's right, exactly. Refocus it to your own life and your mm-hmm. own day-to-day. And I thought today, I was like, my bike chain needs to be cleaned up and tidied up a little bit. It needs to be oiled. Uh, the airs, the, the tires need air. Yeah. I need to be biking to work. It, it's, it is so nice right now in BC. It was funny today watching the prime minister get his, like, dumping snow behind him. It was Okay, Dylan had the perfect way of describing it. It was like he was in, like, a Canada winter snow globe. Yes. Because he had, like, these almost, like, Christmas trees behind mm-hmm. him with lights mm-hmm. on it, and the snow was going, and it was it was great. Yeah. What a sight. Um, but here in BC, it's, like, it's gorgeous out. And right? so, like, I, like, on my short drive to work today, I saw so many people out there um, jogging and, and doing the exercise thing, and it's just like, okay... Pool shut for me is how I usually exercise. Mm -hmm. I am so sad about that. Literally, I was in such a good groove with it, and now it's shut. I know. I'm sorry. Um, And same with you with the boxing, right? You've got your little home studio where you can box now. Yeah. Are you still keeping up on that, or you just build it, punch it once? Well, (laughs) you know what I noticed about it? So I have one of those Wave Masters where it's a heavy bag that um, you you put water in the base of it. Yeah. But when I punch it, it like... Boom, booms back and forth. So my whole house shakes. <laughs> so I need someone to hold it in order for me to punch it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And um, I mean, I am shadow boxing, but it's not as satisfying as actually kicking the shit out of a bag. Uh, your house, I know just like when I like get up off the couch. Oh, yeah. It feels like the whole thing is going to tumble around. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure at any moment it's all going to collapse, but yeah, we're not yeah. thinking about that right now. So... I, th- I really think the bike ride thing is going to be amazing. Yeah. It's so nice out. It's like it's a short ride to work relatively, really, but it'll be enough to get my, you know, blood moving and I can listen to a little quick podcast and I get some fresh air, some sunshine, 
and uh, feel a movement and it's very safe, very socially distant, why not? And it's a great time for someone who isn't experienced um, biking on the roads. There's not a lot of cars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you you won't be like terrified and like white knuckling the entire time. Yeah. So that's that's a silver lining of that. that. Really good, yeah. Um, oh, we were talking this morning about... Um, so now that uh, provincial parks are closed, so no camping this weekend. I right. know a lot of people had Easter camping plans. Yeah. And uh, Morning House, Dylan, he was saying that he knows someone who deals with all the complaints that come in about that. Oh, really? And it just got me thinking, like, how terrible that job would be is, like, dealing with all those complaints. And I just want to, like, say, if you're planning on complaining about not going camping during a pandemic... Just think about who you're complaining to and yeah. what they are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. You going camping is nothing in comparison to what they're dealing with right now. You know? If Why you had to do that job, Jenny, your like body would literally start falling apart. Like you'd come home after a month and your like pinky finger will have been broken off. I can't stand. <laughs> I can't stand complainers. <laughs> Holy fuck, hey? I know. I, I and it's re- it's physically affecting me these days. That's what I mean. Like you would start crumbling off and turning to dust slowly before you would just be a, a head sitting there with a little headset on listening to complaints. I'm just like, how are you complaining about this of all the things? Yeah, you we, know, we talked a little bit about this um, this week in our our Geek Out podcast as well. Art had a good uh, observation that people are dealing with this in the same way that they would go through the stages of. Uh, death. Mm-hmm. Do you know, do you know those like classic yeah. grief stages? That's right. Yeah. Denial. So denial, and then um, what is it like anger. bargaining or anger, yeah. acceptance, all those things. And I thought that was a really great point too. And I thought about it last night more, and I was like, yeah. And what's similar about that too is that whether it's a pandemic where we're trying to just deal with it, or it's death, mm-hmm. the only certain in life. Trying to do all those things, be angry at it, bargain with it, send a snotty email, complain about a park closure. So stupid to do any of those things besides accept. The quicker you can get to acceptance, mm-hmm. the better. I understand it's a healthy part of dealing with something. But, like, come on. It's inevitable. It is just something that is. It is so completely a waste of time. And the worst thing, too, because, like, often with those grief stages, you deal with them kind of internally, Mm -hmm. right? You, like, bargain with yourself. Oh, if I do this, then I hope that I or my loved one won't die or whatever, right? Or a grief stage. With this, people seem to be trying to bargain or complain to other people out in the world. And it's like that's just as useless a thing to do as it would be to bargain to call someone and yell at them because you're dying that is a that's an interesting uh perspective because like if you think about someone who passed away say okay this is really dark but say if they got murdered you could put your anger towards that person sure right right? yep but with this it's like okay this is all happening to me and it's tragic and i've lost my job and i don't have all this and i don't have this money and blah 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 blah, and like my health i'm scared for it on a daily basis maybe even lost someone through it yeah you you don't really have a person that you can direct that to like you were saying because it's a virus but the people who hold the information to that virus are the people who are getting the grunt or the brunt is it grunt or brunt 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 of of all of all those emotions the people who is holding that information and they're the ones that are helping the public so why are we complaining right and putting all that emotional burden on them who are the keepers of the information and working as hard as they 
fucking can yeah. in order to make sure that the public is informed and keep everyone safe as best as they can. I often think about patient zero, whoever that was. Mm-hmm. Whoever the first person who contracted the coronavirus was and how guilty they must feel. They, Unless they died from it, and I don't know. I don't know if they've tracked it back down to a single one or two Everyone's people. Everyone's saying, oh, it's that person who ate the bat or whatever, which I think is just that's not proven, is it? Well, I think that good science has tracked it down to certain markets in China, and they think that the virus went from... So there's a video of a guy eating a bat, and that's stupid. That's yeah. not it. But uh, they did think it did originate in bats and then mm-hmm. jumped to a pangolin, which is like a little anteater creature right. that people eat as an exotic animal, and then that jumped from from that pangolin to a person. So... So I get it. Like, there's frustration for, like, the systems that allow for these exotic animal markets, and I get it. But it's it's tough to be hard at that. And the prime Mm -hmm. minister has even addressed that, that there will be – they'll be looking into the root causes of how these viruses jump from animals to humans, and there will be some pressure put on those governments. So that's that's good. I think that's that's the right – probably level of Mm -hmm. how do we prevent this from ever happening again. But I do think about that one person who, like – who must be watching this, who must watch global markets tumbling, economies falling apart, people like in the hundreds of thousands around the world and millions dying and must think like the amount of guilt on that person must be incredible. I, Can you imagine? I hope not. I, I really try and avoid the feeling of guilt. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a very like, it's a hard feeling to go through and I think it doesn't really do anyone any good. Um Hopefully, you know, don't you think think that person would feel that guilt? I mean, yeah, but I I would hope like I I don't think that they should like I don't think I I don't I don't put any blame on that person. How the fuck would they have known that whatever that tiny little thing that they decided to do on that little day, that one little decision could cause this wave, you know, and that's like with everything. Like how how can you guess that one little decision that you make on a daily basis is going to cause something like cause someone to die that day or cause like this sort of action? You have no idea. So you should not feel any guilt for that. And yeah, I don't don't know. I, I think that. Hopefully I mean, that person isn't going through like the worst like mental health as well going through all that like that would be so hard to live with. I just know that if I had visited Wuhan in the last six months mm-hmm. and decided to eat an exotic animal, no matter what it was, I'd be sitting there just watching this stuff just racked mm-hmm. with an insane. I know. I, I agree. It's not doesn't do anybody any good to feel that guilt or whatever. But um, oh my god, I just I. I I have that. It's. I hope it's a compassion, but like, yeah. holy shit! Can you imagine oh. sitting there and being like, "Was this my fault? Was this global horrible <laughs> event my fault because I thought pangolin? Mm. Huh? I'm on vacation. I'm a fried up. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Because I, I know. You only like, live once. I'm only going to be able to do this once in Wuhan. I would never do that, but like. I'm a food tourist as well. That's all I do when I go on vacation is want to eat foods, the local foods. Mine is Chicago deep dish pizza. (laughs) Or if I want to go and eat a garbage bag full of fried shrimp down in Nashville. That sounds so good right now. Oh, my God. No, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a tall, cool Budweiser to wash down. Yeah, fuck. I would love to do that Oh, my God. Imagine going to a restaurant right now. (laughs) Just a symbol like ordering food with a friend. Don't get teary eye. I'm so sorry. Uh, Oh. You know, my vacation I is know, coming up. I'm 
It was going to be two straight weeks of eating and drinking myself Paul, stupid in New York. Paul, and, I would, uh, I would love to like house like a fake restaurant and beer for you and like a seafood mm, boil or something yes. of of that that uh, I don't know nature nature yeah that's the word. Well, I would love to do that for you. Look, at Easter is this weekend, and I likely will have a some kind of a delicious feast. What are you going to do to celebrate? I know Dude. even this morning they were talking about. You can't have Easter unless it's with the people in your house, mm. and uh, if you want to have anyone else, you get to FaceTime them. Are you going to do that, or what are you uh, going to do? No. My family's never done Easter, really. Oh, yeah. I, except when I, when I was a kid, we did, like, Easter. Oh, the my bunnies. God. There was one Easter where we actually got bunnies as a pet. We had, like, what? four bunnies. And That's mom, a celebration of Easter, I it would was say. Sweet. Yeah. No, it was good. As a kid, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but, like, as a tradition, like, go, moving forward, I don't, we haven't really done, like, dinners or anything oh, really? like no, that no no, no. Okay. no. Right. um but yeah we did get bunnies um and then yeah easter egg hunts and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. Nice. oh you know what we used to do what? when i was a teenager it was kind of like the last time we ever celebrated easter was um we would duct tape a bag of chocolate candies to me oh, right. and then all yeah. of my sisters who were older than me <laughs> yes. and all of their friends their teenage friends yeah. Um, would have to hunt me down to get the bag of chocolate. And it was like a physical scavenger hunt around oh. our townhouse complex. And it would be hours long where I'd be like climbing in trees, avoiding them, like in the ravine where the coyotes are, oh my like God. the river and like crossing the river. And like, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. But then I, of course, got my yeah. own bag. So it was worth it for me. Oh, totally, yeah. But would like these people be these other kids be tackling you? And well, if, to they, if they tackle you? me, then they get it. If they touch me, they get it. So I was just a little speedy little agility queen, so I would, like, climb up trees and they'd have to try and fucking catch me. That's so, that's such a rad idea. It was fun. It was my mom's idea. She was like, Jen, come here. Duct tapes candy to me. (laughs) It was like, you get this, but you got to run in 30 seconds because they're upstairs waiting for you to hide right now. (laughs) Go. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm suing. That's amazing. Did you do it many times or just the once? Uh, A few times. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that tradition so much. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I this weekend will probably... <clears throat> I, I think it would be fun, actually, if I could do, like, a, a dinner that's, like, we just set up the FaceTime, and it's, mm-hmm. like, my family across the country, and we just get to... You know, we wouldn't do that normally, I think. No. For Easter, we might, like, send each other a text, but it might be nice to have, like, dinner together, or at least a little, like, three-way between my dad, my sister, and I, and all our families. That'd be really cute. Have I, you done that yet? A family mm, FaceTime or anything? No. Oh. No, I know. I think we should do it. Maybe some my aunts and uncles or whatever too, but and then I think also I'm gonna maybe take some a bunch of mushrooms this weekend. Oh sweet! Celebrate. What are you yeah. gonna do? Just like be in your house? I guess that's all you really can do. Yeah, you don't want to go into the forest. Weather's gonna be nice, so I have a little bit of a backyard, so I might check, you know, just chill out there. Yeah, just enjoy. I find it's hard to be around people when you're on mushrooms anyway, so that kind of works out. Yeah, unless like you're yeah like unless you're like, you're with your loved ones, then that's fine. But like. Public? Oof. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, be too much. No. Yeah. So it's just going to be very chill, very reflective, very nice. Some giggling. I have some friends to do that with. Some, you know, roommates. people I live with, roommates. So, yeah. so I'm doing that. And I think that'll be nice. Oh my gosh. Feel free yes. to FaceTime me when you're on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that'll be a good idea. I don't know. Like, if that comes across, if you're like, oh, I all of a sudden want to do that, I'm accepting of it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah. Maybe we'll check out the house party situation. Yeah. Um, And, also, because I'm also a morning, pour one out. This is when, this is traditionally when Jason Lamb 
and myself and some others from the radio station would get the band back together. Oh my gosh, it would be. You know, it's patio season and all that. Mm -hmm. We'd sit out there and act like jackasses and get really hungover and do damage to our friendships that would last throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not happening, but you're you're gonna have a drink to that, I hope. Yeah, we'll have a drink to that for sure. Okay. Um Okay, well okay, do you do you wanna run through real quick? Oh. Some who would you rather be quarantined with? Oh, yeah, with? there's, like, some fun challenges that are coming up. People are getting more comfortable with, like, being at home, and I feel like they're, like, making challenges and fun games out of it. Yes. Um, one of the ones that I like is the quarantine challenge. Challenge. Who would you rather be in quarantine with? So I'm just going to list off some random names that come okay. off of the top of my head. Okay. okay? This is one that we did discuss, but I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Trump and the Tiger King. Okay. Great Dilemma, actually. Yeah. Yesterday when you posed this to me, I just said, obviously the Tiger King. I want to, I'll just like, he's fascinating and hilarious. And um, I maybe he would give me access to petting a tiger. And maybe he would convince me to be his next gay husband, mm-hmm. polygamous gay husband. Um, <clears throat> wow. What a thing to be with versus Trump who would be so frustrating. But now, because mm-hmm. I would, I think that I would like to be combative. It would be fun to just be locked in a house with Trump and just scream and fight with him constantly until he exploded and just be like, what the fuck? And really try. You would have all the time in the world to really be like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. And maybe he would like let some of those guards down. Maybe his orange would fade a little bit. Maybe he'd, he'd, his hair That's what would happens. just fall. Yeah, right? Like after a long time. It's like if the it's Grinch when his, when his uh, heart grows two sizes. It's like Trump, he just gets less orange. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not expecting his heart to grow at all. No. But perhaps like some of those guards would be let down. And instead of wearing that horrible boxy suit that he's, he's always in, you know, maybe in a golf shirt and some sweatpants, he actually lets loose... Some of the things, some he let. I gained some insight into how horrible a damaged person he really is, oh. and why. And then maybe once the quarantine went over, he would go out and uh, uh, just resign and wow. go away forever. Yeah. is probably the best thing he could possibly do, and throw his Twitter away. Yeah, right. So that's. So I think I would go with Trump for the challenge. I think that you are very hopeful, and um, <laughs> I don't think that you are right at all. <laughs> Um, because I feel that like the thing that is so infuriating, yeah. I can't fucking speak. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You've been up a long time. I have been. And okay. What I find so frustrating, I'll say that instead yes. about him is the fact that he does not take reason. And no yes. matter how much you yell at him and tell him facts and, right. and scream at him and show all of his own insecurities and really just present them on a beautiful platter for him <laughs> right. to digest yes, so yes. easily, but he just refuses. That's the thing that's so frustrating with him is that he will never back down. Yeah. And he, do- he just has no shame at all. So I right. feel like as hopeful as you are to think that you would make a difference, yes. um, I don't think you have that power. And you are a very powerful person. <laughs> I know, that, and I know yes, you're yeah. about to say that too. Yes, um, but I don't think you have that power over right. him. Okay. Yeah. And All I think right. it would be really hellish for you. So, And I think would you would be. love to <laughs> suck Tiger King's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the part of that show where he had a, a like a huge lock, like an actual padlock that he used as a Prince Albert? Do you remember that? No, I don't. I haven't been seen that part. Oh my God! He That's had that. Me was the most Tiger yes. King has that? Yes. On his 
tick? Yes. On the tip of it? Have you ever seen a Prince Albert? Not in person. I have. Really? Yeah. Wow. My friend got it, and then he took it all out at a party one time and oh showed it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it was That's something. That's spooky. Actually burned to was my Was it brain. a padlock? or No. <laughs> Fuck. I would put a bell at the end of it if I had one. You'd always be dingling. Yeah. Dingling. What's that sound? <laughs> a tingling from your dingling? Okay, so you would take... No, but the thing about the Tiger King is that he could have killed someone. Well, he hired someone. Is that what happened? That's so I'm not at the end jail. of the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, wouldn't you be after a little while? So, because that, that show, the thing that's so wild about him is that there's so much shit going on that you forget that the baseline thick caked layer of shit is his abuse of animals. animals yeah i know it's not wild. that's what i I had to stop watching it because i'm at four episode four or five it was like just when carol baskin and everyone's like questioning her now i'm like wait right. what um is because yeah it was just so hard to be like why are you guys focusing on this when these animals are just being abused on a daily basis what the fuck i know I know, because so much other shit is going on, you forget almost. Yeah, but I I think I would rather be locked in with, oh, it would be so nice to, like, for myself, selfishly, to, like, air all my grievances to Donald Trump. Yeah. And really, really tell him how I feel, you know? I think that would feel good for me, but I think I would go insane. Both are a horrifying yeah. prospect. So, I mean, what oh, wow. else? Who? Truly. After this, like, I was going to tell you more names to, like, mm-hmm. choose between, but I mean, that I think that's, like, that's it. That's peak that's level. The top one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I or mean, should I do also... a positive one? I'll do a positive one. Okay. Okay. Um, friggin' The Rock. Yes. And, um, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan is very problematic, I believe. Okay. And I think that that shtick would get old so fast. Yeah. Whereas The Rock, um, I think that he's very dynamic, and I would love to, uh, you know, maybe he would whip me into shape a little bit. I'm not saying that oh, I would, yeah, yeah. you know, especially if I get to be quarantined in his house, I think he's got a pretty fucking rad in-home, like, workout gym, yeah. so maybe he could, like, train me up a little bit, and I would just get by, I would, like, leave quarantine just being so buff. By the way, are you putting on weight or losing weight or staying the I same during this quarantine? I have no idea. Oh, really? I haven't, oh, actually, you know, I did weigh myself for the first time in a few years, right before quarantine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. When you get off. And I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. I just saw, so, I was at a, a friend's house, and I was like, oh, Jump scale, on scale fucking there, sure. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, so I think that that would be a great place. Hulk Hogan, oh my God, I would be sick of him in a day. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? And I, I'd feel so motivated living with The Rock. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you could tell him anything. Like, you'd be like, hey, do you want to make macaroni and cheese tonight, buddy? <laughs> I got a box of annies that we can share. And he'd be like, let me tell you something. And like, really just like <laughs> make me feel so motivated to make the best macaroni and cheese I've ever wanted to make in my yes. life. And I would just love that so much. Yes. He would keep you healthy, but then he also loves a cheat meal. Have you yeah. seen that? Oh, he's passionate about it. Yeah. So once a week, that's really great. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, obviously The Rock. Um, yeah. So you okay. too, The Rock. That's yeah. an easy one. All right. How about this real quick? Yeah. Um, Oprah mm-hmm. or Ellen? Oprah. Oprah. Okay, I love Ellen. I think her like her TV persona is amazing. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'd get along with Ellen outside of her TV show. Yeah. I think she's super funny. She's a great performer, like stand-up yeah. wise, mm-hmm. and she's great. But I don't think like our lifestyles would jive. Really? I think she's kind of eh, she's kind of vanilla outside of like her performing and stuff. Yeah. Um, people have really been harsh to Ellen in this time because of the way that she's been dealing with this. Like just showing off 
her lavish mansion mm-hmm. and how she's quarantining. I know there's a lot of like people who are chapped about when you do that, but but what are you supposed to do? Pretend that she lives in a shack? No, of course not. But then like it's just really tone deaf. She even said that she was like. This quarantine is like being in prison. Oh, yeah. That's the latest thing that came out. Yeah. Right? It's like being in jail. It's like, uh, no, it's not. Especially not right now. Yeah. Where like if any virus gets in a prison, it's like worse than a a cruise ship. Yes. Everyone's getting it. They have no, they have nothing in place to keep the prisoners safe and the people who work there too. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And the, nor do they have the medical supplies. Oh, God, no. Right. To like if it got really serious to actually help these people, they yeah. would just all die. Yeah. It's horrific. It, yeah, it's like they just are expendable right yeah. now, and it's it's disgusting. So you live um, in a gigantic, glorious Beverly Hills mansion yeah, with this dogs resort. and a beautiful wife. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, it's like, no, Ellen, It's stop. not like pres- prison at all. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Oprah. Oprah, yeah. I don't know what she's like, though, <laughs> outside of, yeah, her show and stuff. I don't- uh, and, like, Oprah... I respect her. I feel like there's a lot of phony baloney going on with her. But also, yeah. sometimes the phony baloney is just like, wow, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. You, know? was, you said that with confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's like a lot of, you know, talk show hosts and stuff like that. It's like they're just, you know, confident performers and, you know, yeah, purveying information. And who do you think would have better food? Oprah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it doesn't strike me as someone who has like a good culinary tastes. No. And that's really what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel like Oprah's great. pretty funny too. Oprah? Yeah. Yeah, I think so funny. too. Yeah. Especially if like Stedman would be there too. Mm. Not that I know the first thing about <laughs> Stedman. I don't know. He might, he might be a nightmare, but yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty good to be able to get along with Oprah for how what thirty years they've been together. Yeah. It's crazy. That is wild. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um, not sh- yeah, not sure if we're gonna have the same sort of podcast next week as I might be doing the mornings. Right. But we're going to try our best to have something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, who would you rather be quarantined with? Oh, my Write gosh. Write us. Email us or tweet Paul us. Paul or Jenny? Paul or Jenny. Oh, who would fuck. you rather be? Everyone's going to pick you. Why? Because you're fun. You're fun? But you like, you yell a lot. How many times in the last week when I have described to you a situation in my home life mm-hmm. have you said to me, you look me dead in the eyes and been like, you are a nightmare? <laughs> yeah. I say that a lot about you. You I'm would be a so nightmare particular. to live with. That's that's what's so interesting is like you don't seem like a very particular person when it comes to like mass and stuff, but you are particular about opinions. And when you have an opinion about something, then you stick to it, which yeah. is a great trait. But it's also very difficult to be on the other side of and yeah. to live with, I would assume, because you have opinions about Tupperware. You have opinions I about do. the way, you know, um, the house should be kept oh, about yes. um, being naked in the home. Yes. You know, you have lots of opinions about that yes, sort of stuff. I do. So it's not that you're like. Oh, he's so like obsessive or like meticulous about things. It's like no, you just have opinions and you stick to them. Um, we've used this analogy before. I'll we'll end on this, but you know, it's like uh, you are like a cat and mm-hmm. I am like a rambunctious puppy. Yeah, and so that's really I think what it would be like. Would you like to live with a sweet, nice cat who is pleasant to be around and just quiet and can get a little fun and just little meows, right? And mm-hmm. is fun to play with, and that would be you. Yeah. And then I am really like a big slobbery, shake it <laughs> like. Remember the scene from Beethoven where he runs in the house and he crashes and he's barking oh, and then yeah, he's yeah. shaking and all the goo goes everywhere. Yeah, that's so you. That's me. Oh my gosh. What do you want to live with? I mean, I, I, it's interesting. Like I'm pretty messy though. Are you? I mean, 
I've been getting better. <laughs> but in the past, yes. that has been a point of contention with my roommates. Okay, just like a cat who knocks things off I the love, shelf and table. Yeah, to just knock things off and and have all sorts of places for things to be put. <laughs> so, yeah. That's that. Paul or Jenny. Let's do a, oh, let's do so a Twitter scared. poll later about that. Okay. Uh, yes, thank you truly for listening. Mm-hmm. You're a blessing. I was looking at the the news articles today, and I was kind of relieved that there are just like other news stories to talk about now. You it's are not so desperate for other news stories. Other news stories, and that's great, right? Because we're yep. just talking about COVID nineteen all the time, Don't and you know, sometimes it. you just want your brain to like focus on something else. So here's something else. Uh, the city of Victoria right now, they're hiring a contractor that is trained with herding dogs okay. um, because they want to try and manage the Canada geese populations in Victoria Parks. So what's happening is like all these geese, they're coming in and they're returning and then they're making nest colonies and they're just causing a ruckus in our parks. So they want to hire a person... With a, a, a herding dog. Especially like, trained. To, yeah, to like move around these geese and like manage them. Wow. And they thought they did like a whole bunch of like tests and stuff. And they, they did a whole bunch of research finding which way was most like cost effective and efficient. And they found that, yeah, well, let's just hire a person with a dog um, to take care of like Beacon Hill Park and Royal Athletic Park, McDonald Park and, and all the parks in Victoria, which is pretty cool. Don't you love when the most fun hilarious and cute option is also the most cost effective. Right? I, I know. That. That's amazing. Like when they were like trying to hire a hawk <laughs> for getting rid of seagulls around right. the legislature and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you are really great with dogs, like you're professionally trained with a herding dog, they might have a job for you, which would be really neat. Um, they just want to make sure that these dogs don't harm the geese. Of course. Of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a dream do- job. Dog. <laughs> dog Honestly, job. frankly, it's so, so shocking to me that it's taken this long <laughs> for this solution to present itself because there being too many Canada geese and them leaving poops everywhere mm. and them honking and hissing at children, that is tale as old as time here in Canada. Yeah. My entire life, certainly, I remember as a child, one of my earliest memories is being chased by a honking, hissing goose and it was like, you know, twice as tall as me or whatever. It was terrifying. Terrifying. But imagine if you had a little puppy protector. Here comes... This shepherd dog to get this goose away from me? What a dream come true. Oh, my God. What a Victoria hero. Can you imagine how much of a celebrity that dog would be in every community across every city or town across the country? Yeah. Would know by name and be in love with... That dog. That dog. Yeah. There'd be statues erected all over town, you know, when they eventually died. Yeah. Everyone would love the dog so much. I would hope that its uniform is like a cape. I think that would be fitting for it. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. I don't know about you, but my uh, quarantine meals have been uh, kind of following a routine at this point. Um, I've been eating a lot of waffles because I got myself a waffle maker. Yes! Which has been really fun. I love it. Do you have waffle batter? Yeah, I can make it. You make it easily. Oh. Okay, I don't know. I'm not a waffle guy. Oh, yeah. You just make flour and all those stuff. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of waffle making. I mean, um, and I've also been finding that my bananas have been going bad. So I've been making a lot of banana things. Like I'm planning on making some banana bread, but I made banana waffles, which were real good with a caramel drizzle. (laughs) All handmade. Um, I've also been making a lot of grilled cheese. 
In the waffle maker? Uh, no, that's just separate. Okay, good for you about the grilled cheese, but l- let's stay on the waffle maker okay. because I think you can use that to make a grilled cheese and maybe the best <gasps> grilled cheese you've ever had in your life. I subscribe to this theory. I've always thought about it from when I was a kid with peanut butter and jelly to today or whatever, but if you have a sandwich of any kind and you mm-hmm. squish it, mm-hmm. it is better. I think it's, a, it's something to do with like surface area or I don't know what, but it's better. Yeah. And I tell you, you can put... I want you to really get creative with this waffle maker, and mm-hmm. I want you to be putting everything. If you make a hamburger, yeah, I then want you to then put the whole thing, bun and all, cheese, everything, into the waffle maker, squish it, toast it in the waffle maker. Waffle it. Waffle the mm. hamburger. Wa- okay. So like a grilled cheese. Yeah. Waffle it. Waffle it. Um, this actually brought up a question, though, as I was making some grilled cheese. It's like, what's the difference between a melt and a grilled cheese? Oh. Melt uh, and a grilled cheese. A okay. melt is different. What, is what makes it a melt is if you put anything else other than cheese in it, yeah. it is no longer grilled cheese. So melt. you can't say like, oh, I have a grilled cheese sandwich and I put some tuna in it. No, oh, that's a tuna that's melt. A tuna melt. Otherwise, it is the exact same. What? It's the exact same thing. Otherwise, yeah. it's just it's butter and pan and bread and then the thing. Otherwise, that's just a grilled cheese. So anything else, it becomes a melt. Uh, just so you know. Okay? Keep that in mind as you, you're making. Tomorrow. Yeah. Waffle. A waffle melt? Can you make a, me a waffle melt? Yeah. Grilled cheese. Okay, what else <laughs> you put inside? What about tomato? Is that a tomato melt? That's a melt! Anything but cheese, yeah. it's a melt? Yes. Do it in a waffle maker, dude. Honestly, that's kind of what I want. If it can be turned into a batter mm-hmm. of sorts, and then you just cook it in there and it's waffly, that's great. But yeah. otherwise, any foodstuffs. Just press it between vegetables. Them. We're talking sure. hash browns, Why do it not? in waffles. Oh Absolutely. Um, we got a, a nice tip from Bruce that says if you want super light and fluffy waffles, yeah. separate the egg whites from the yolks, and then after mixing all the ingredients together, yeah. uh, whip up the egg whites separately and then put them in so it's like extra fluffy. Oh my god! Yeah, I've done that with pancakes before and it was Does amazing. It of yeah. course, I should do that with waffles. Love you, Bruce. Any other waffle tips? Send them my way. Tot waffles. Tater tots? Put a bunch of tater tots in the waffle maker and crush that down. Delicious. Ooh. All right, let's put this to bed here, but mm. uh, one one more really good uh, tip that came in for your waffle iron. Okay. Turkey stuffing. And a waffle iron. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. You just sprinkle it all in there. Do you need a binding agent of some kind, do you think? I think there's probably enough in there. Probably, right? Yeah. And there's you just... probably like an egg in there that would that would do that. Yeah. Oh, my. It's seriously like any kind of leftovers, certainly, that you've got. Could I? Brings whole new life to them. If they're in the shape of a waffle and toasted in that way, what? what? Could I just do like an omelet in the waffle maker? I don't really see why not. I think I could. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The possibilities are endless with waffles. You got to be okay with ruining the waffle maker. Yeah. Experimenting but ruining. <laughs> so you probably heard this story by now. Everyone is obsessed with uh, tigers at the yeah. moment because of Tiger King, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this story really has everything that everyone's talking about right now. Coronavirus, tigers. Uh, uh. A tiger at the Bronx Zoo has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh my gosh. So it was showing symptoms and they were able That's to right. test it? That's right. A four-year-old tiger at the zoo tested positive for COVID-19 along with six other lions and tigers who have also fallen ill and they're believed to have been infected by a zoo employee who wasn't yet showing symptoms. Oh my gosh. This is wild because first it was like, uh, don't worry, dogs can't get it so your dog yeah. can't get sick, but but don't touch other people's dogs because you because they might have sneezed on the dog and then you can get it, they can be carriers mm-hmm. but not come down with it 
Now a tiger has it. My big thing, though, when I read this story is like, why did you use a test on a tiger? Why? Well, it's probably showing symptoms, and then they wanted to make sure it was okay, and they wanted to treat the tiger. Right. So they did probably have to find out what was wrong with the tiger and use a test. A COVID test, though? Yeah. Aren't those tests in short supply for people in the United States? That's true, but but if there is a potential for it to spread through the tiger to the other employees, I think it is important for them to know, right? Could could it go from people to tiger back to employees, do you think? I would think so, but I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not sure how it all works, but it it is wild hearing that like a tiger got it. Yeah. I know. I just would... Again, if it's the, if it's a people test and those are in short supply, I would just look at the tiger. Okay, mm. tiger's sick. Let's just take care of the tiger. Quarantine let's not waste. Yeah, let's quarantine <laughs> this. We don't have to waste a people test just knowing that the tiger's got the sniffles. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm. Yeah. And Eric was like, I usually maintain six feet away from lions and tigers anyway. It's a good lesson. You that's know, a, stay away from the tigers. That's <laughs> smart tiger policy no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Matt also says uh, just to make sure the tiger's washing its hand. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's you got to train the tiger to wash its hands. Oh, but do tigers lick their paws? Like oh, cats? no. Oh, that's no. That's good, probably. That's, that's, that's touching your face. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bonnie Henry was just giving her a daily update. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, no, I don't want to get too optimistic here. Uh, to me, and if you look at the graphs, like I know that we're not out of the woods yet. And certainly uh, Quebec is really, really bad. Ontario is still struggling. But BC and Alberta, both of us, are doing a really great job. Yeah. And uh, we just need to keep it up, keep doing what we're doing, be smart, be safe. And I think we are doing a great job. So everyone deserves a little bit of a... Of, uh, for all the good work you're doing for yeah. flattening our curve. Um, uh, also, she gave a little talk in today's talk about, like, it's Easter coming up, mm-hmm. but nobody go to church. Oh, right. I know that if people go to church, no matter what your religious fil- affiliation is, she's really strongly encouraging everyone to not gather. It doesn't matter if it's a movie theater or a mm-hmm. place of worship. Please don't do it. And it's heartbreaking. I think probably what precipitated her saying that was you've seen the stories from down in the States and people being like, ain't nobody going to keep me away from my Jesus or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. still going to church. And it's like, please, that's not safe right now. I know a lot of churches too have been using streams yes. as well, like online platforms in order to, you know, do their thing. So. so if that's important to you, consider that. And you never know, you might be like that one priest who turned himself into a potato. Did you see that? What? He was like, he was like using like, <laughs> he accidentally <laughs> turned on a filter on his Facebook or whatever, and he did, made himself into a potato and that's did great. the whole rest of the church service as a potato. There you go. That's, that's right? the sort so of like, content we need. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. I got sent this great video this morning, and it was this dude, real dude type dude, too. What does that mean? Like a hat? <laughs> I think he was wearing a hat, belt buckle. The backdrop of the video was... A big truck. A truck with the hood open. Anyways, he was a dude, okay? And uh, the video was like, Howdy, y'all. Now, listen here, buckaroos. I know that it's barbecue season is coming on up, and y'all are using a lot of hand sanitizer, but let me show you something. And then he squirted a little bit of hand sanitizer on a thing, and then he lit it on fire with a blowtorch, and then, like, 
there was a low level flame going on. Yeah. And the hand sanitizer and the point of the video was like, we're all using a lot of hand sanitizer. So just be real, real careful around barbecues and open flames because you're going to catch your damn hands on fire. Right. And I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I never, didn't think about that. That's a, a flammable thing that sure. we're putting on our hands. Alcohol in it. Um, but yeah, well, then we decided to obviously do more research. We're not yeah. just going to listen to this one guy on Facebook yeah. making a video that went viral. Um, doing a little bit more research and uh, a lot of uh, resources are just saying that as long as you're using it effectively and you're letting it dry mm. and uh, you leave it a few minutes, it's not going to like catch fire right away. Yeah. It is flammable, yes, but once you like put it on and there's a lot of like moisturizers and things like that that kind of mask it. So, I mean, it's not to the extreme that he was showing, but I mean, it could be still flammable. It's, yeah, that's all. That's all yeah. they ever say. The instances of people's whole hands catching on fire near a barbecue because they used hand sanitizer recently but they do recommend that no matter what look it's even on this little bottle we have right now it's it's right in the uh, instructions rub in and let air dry mm-hmm. that's what you ought to do and as long as you're doing that it's very unlikely and certainly the um the good things that the hand sanitizer does Outweigh. Disease pre- prevention, yeah. primarily, far vastly outweigh the risk that your hands are going to catch on fire. The one thing that video did was get me excited for barbecue season, though. Hey, buckaroos! <laughs> Hell yeah, it's barbecue season! Come I'll tell you something. <laughs> Open my truck up, hood. Something glorious happened this morning. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, during Justin Trudeau's daily briefing, yeah. uh, usually, you know, it's very serious and a lot of hard-hitting questions, and it was, for sure, but sure. there was a moment of, like, comedic relief at one point that I will cherish for this week. It is the <laughs> highlight of the week for me. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> um, he was t- asked a question about masks and whether or not it's good for the public to wear them, and just have a little listen to this clip. Uh my understanding of what Dr. Tam explained yesterday uh, is that if people want to wear a mask, uh, that is okay. It protects others more than it protects you because it prevents you from breathing or, or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. Uh, but uh, it actually... Uh, speaking moistly on others. What? Uh, it was like a... The plastic box water bottle talk again, <laughs> which just brought so much joy into my day. Oh, truly. That is a really good one. Do you know what I, what kind of stri- strikes me about that? And I wonder if we have any French speaking zoners. Yeah. If maybe that sentence made more sense in French and like he's obviously switching back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. If maybe that's the way you would say it. Like I don't, how would you even say that in English properly? Like what? Like the spittle or the droplets. The, the droplets you water. want to get your droplets out there? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking moistly. Speaking uh Moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. I love how immediately he caught that. He's like, I immediately regret that. What a terrible image. But I mean, good advice. Don't speak moistly on others, okay? Hey, that's great. That's something we can all <laughs> get on board with. Alina says a shout out to Trudeau for saying moistly. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounded like that. You from breathing or, or, or speaking. Uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. Uh, but uh, it actually... Yum, diddle, yum, yum, yum. Oh, gross. Yeah. I, that was like... Um, one of the only times I can remember in recent history of like a politician actually 
letting it all down for a moment. Yeah. The like, oh, God, uh, I shouldn't have said I that. Yeah, like, whoops. this is going to be memed forever. Yeah, that's a Canadian heritage moment right yeah. there. <laughs> so good. What a terrible image. <laughs> So we got some news from John Horgan, uh, the premier of BC, of course, um, stating that because it's Easter this weekend, he just wants to make sure that everyone knows that the Easter Bunny is an essential service Mm -hmm. and is free to go hop around the town, indoor, outdoor, help with the scavenger hunts and lay chocolate eggs for everyone. Yeah. And also, I think rabbits are probably immune from coronavirus. I think it's made the way back. Well, at least the ones that are magical involved in... um, in Easter, so. Oh. Yeah. Um, and today, you know, I was just thinking we should probably do some very important work because, you know, it just needs to be done is we need to power rank the Easter egg chocolates. Please. Easter chocolates. Oh, God, please. Because we need we need to know what's best out there. Yeah, okay. Um, you know what isn't even on the list? Those, like, Cadbury cream eggs. Those can go away forever. Nope. I don't Disagree. like those at all. Just okay. Why don't you just give your sweet. top three then? Give your top three um, because that's outrageous that you even just said that. A Cadbury cream egg once a year at Easter is a delight. No, no. Okay, good. I Which avoid. top three? Here we go. Well, I don't know about my top three, but I know my number one is mini eggs. Okay. And especially those ones that go crackle. The crackling mini eggs. You know those ones? What are they? Got pop rocks inside of yeah, them? Yeah, something like that. They're oh. delicious and oh. they're fun. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. Okay, here's my top three. Power ranking okay. for it. Number one, the Wonder Bar egg. Now, this is a specific thing because the egg-shaped Wonder Bar chocolate, mm. for whatever reason, I don't know why the egg shape makes a difference, but it is infinitely more delicious than a, any other Wonder Bar configuration on the market. Mm. You can't. You can buy what chocolate bar? Just the Wonder Bar chocolate bar. Sucks. Yeah. The egg. So good. I actually put the Cadbury cream egg at number two. A delight. And then I think just the like the mini eggs. Yeah. A package of mini eggs are uh, pretty good. And then and then, of course, down the like the low, the bottom tier, obviously, are like peeps and everything made out of marshmallows. That's crap. And then there's also those like really chalky eggs. Oh, those classic. You would just like leave them. You wouldn't even get to them in the basket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are no good. They're like advent calendar chocolates, but in egg form, which no one wants. No one wants. But this is very important work that we're doing today. We, we're flooded with messages for sure. Yeah. But there's two that I would like to um, address. Uh, first from Nicole, mm-hmm. whose votes for top three were mini eggs, mini eggs, mini eggs. I agree with her. And says... Uh, Oh, and it's Cadbury mini eggs, not Hershey's eggies, not President's Choice candy coated eggs, only Cadbury mini eggs in the purple bag. And then she calls out some local ice cream shops are posting photos of mini egg ice cream, but their photos are not the right colors (gasps) to be Cadbury mini eggs. That makes me so sad. That is a crime. That is a crime. But I do have to just add those popping mini eggs. They're on top for me, but you can't find them like anywhere. Do you know I've never... I've not actually had those. They're like the, yeah, carbonated candy. They like go Like Pop Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. Wow, interesting. What was the second one that you wanted to address? The scoops. Do you remember Cadbury scoops? It was like four chocolate eggs. They even came in an egg carton with a little plastic spoon. And then Mm -hmm. you bust open the top of this chocolate egg. And then you ate out the creamy, chocolatey, whatever it was inside. Yeah. 
pretty good. Yeah, better than a cream egg, I'd say. Innovative. What did you say, Art? We're having a cream egg right now. What is the best Easter treat? Cream eggs? Yeah. It's not even close. Apparently, it is close with zoners. Yeah. Really? Cream Whoa. eggs. I would take those and put them in the trash. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No good. You know what you do? What? You open up the cream egg and you put the mini egg inside. Uh, okay. no, That's no, insane. No, what are you no. making a turk docking out of this thing? Art. Get out of here. Art, you're Eat a it. joke. You're a joke. Or should I say yoke? <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out of the presidential race, so it's really down to two guys here. We got uh, Joe Biden, we got Donald Trump. That's going to be the presidential election this November. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are disappointed about that. We also kind of saw it coming. Yep. Um, I think the best joke that I saw about that, though, was that uh, the states, they're practicing socialism distancing. <laughs> You got jokes today, kid. That wasn't my joke. I know, but you got them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really good. I know people are. I, you know, I've heard from a lot of people here in Victoria who are disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Bernie did represent whether or not you agree with every single one of his policies and everything else, or his politics. It did represent a um, a more like optimistic, mm-hmm. inclusive vision. Yeah, of the future a- that. I I wish for for my friends in the United States. Mm-hmm. I wish for that. You know what I mean? I mean, here in Canada, when we take for granted universal universal health care and so many of those things that he would like to bring to those people, you wish for that for them too because you know it's great here. Yeah. You know, it's like you appreciate it here. So that was. I know a lot of people are just going to be disappointed about that today. But you know, look at. I don't want to overdo it. It's an election year, and our neighbors to the south. And I know that that can be fatiguing quite quickly, mm-hmm. but please don't be like, oh, God, what do we care? We're in Canada. That's the United States. Oh, really? Because last week we had to fight with them about masks. Yeah. Because of the administration. We don't want fights anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it looks like Facebook wants to get involved in your relationships a little bit more. Uh, they've created mm-hmm. this, like, How relation. I, oh I know, right? They just want more data from you. Um, it's called Tuned, and it's an app through Facebook that is designed specifically for couples. So it allows you to like share things with your partner only through Facebook. So you can like exchange music, love notes, and things. Uh, this is what they're saying. You can have daily diary special moments that you can have in there. I think they want it to be like, yeah, like a private Facebook uh, interaction with you and your partner um, in a in a way that's like kind of like fingers out of my relationship Facebook. It's like a scrapbook kind of thing. Right. I know that I have like I don't know if you have this at home, but mm-hmm. I have a trunk that's like the ghosts of my ex, <laughs> and no one is allowed in there. Really? And it's for no one but me. Yeah, I bet. You know? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why anyone would want to put that on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, thank you so much, but no thank you. (laughs) Because guess what? The first person for any contact application that already exists that I'm going to do it with Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it primarily with likely is my romantic partner. So I've already got all that covered. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just like I'm sending text messages, just through the basic messaging app on any phone, you Mm -hmm. can do all of this stuff and have a little virtual scrapbook of your relationship, pictures you send each other, notes, all of that stuff. Why do I need something that's 
purely through Facebook so right. I can mark Zuckerberg and get his <laughs> sticky syrup-covered fingers all up in my business like that. It's like, leave me alone, please. Yeah, I'm also curious to see if anyone's using the dating function on Facebook. I keep on getting notifications being like, please, oh, yeah. please sign up. We know you're lonely. Come on, girl. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm not going to do that on Facebook. Heck no. Yeah. But- please leave. I'll leave us alone. <laughs> you have enough stuff. Do you know how many in the modern age, how many divorce filings have the word Facebook somewhere in the like reason? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Where that is, I don't know if that's in Canada, but yeah, where you have to cite a reason, Facebook is in like a v- the vast, vast majority. No way. And I get it. I guess just because that's the way everyone communicates now. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, as if in the 100 years ago, they were like a pigeon. The pigeon, <laughs> pigeon carrier would be in the Facebook, or I mean, the divorce filings. But can I give you a heads up? Yes. One app that I saw being used, which looked pretty good, is called uh, Marco Polo. Have you oh, heard about this? No, I haven't. So there's a hundred new apps, right? Mm-hmm. House Party and Zoom and all these things that everyone's doing right now. Uh, Marco Polo is a fun one. You send each other videos back and forth. Oh, cool. Like video messages. You just point the camera at your face, say a little like, hey, how's it going? You can like leave them a message, but it's your face. I know that a lot of people uh, who are hearing impaired have uh, apps like that too. Is oh, yeah. It initially created for like sign language back and forth, which is really cool. And yeah. now it's also just a, a fun app for people who have good hearing as well. Okay, so that'll be a good one until Facebook buys it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you've been making home. bread. Why have you been making? I haven't been making bread, but well, I have you been did baking. baking. Yeah, you been made me baking. a scone yesterday. Well, it was a cookie, but uh, so it was very dry. Is this a true <laughs> thing? The whole thing about like. Oh, really? Did you not mean to make scones? Lol. <laughs> um, everyone's making sourdoughs and breads and whatever. Yeah. What, so why do you choose to, to do that? Um, because I don't want to go to the store when I have a sweet tooth. Because I am always wanting baked goods. I always want like sweets and stuff. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take up baking because I don't want to go to the store just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to like go get my usual snacks. So, yeah, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm a baker now. I'm going to make cookies instead of going out to buy them. So rather than having, like, a couple of cookies that you might get at a store, mm-hmm. now you've got racks on racks on racks I do, of cookies, I do have whole a, batches. Yeah, I do have a lot of cookie dough in my fridge right now. Um, but I also just like the activity. Everyone's so bored, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that feeling of, like, having to work for something just makes that way more satisfying too at the end yes and it gives you something to do so that's why i'm doing it before i saw baking as a chore and i would avoid it at all costs but now i'm like i'm doing something productive and i get a treat after wow that's so interesting because guess what i love baking i've Mm -hmm. always loved it i do it uh, like pretty often and welcome and guess what i make the best oatmeal chocolate chip cookies you've ever had in your entire life okay prove it to me so Join me, everyone. Okay. The Thank sweet you for science, the- I call it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. Hey, Quentin, have you been doing any baking? Uh, I I take the bananas that I almost kill and I turn them into banana muffins. Oh, yeah, wow. Nice. Yes. That's a cool magic trick. I learned the hard way not to just freeze them, though, because mm-hmm. I used to do that. Um, but then when you go to unfreeze them, then when you're diving into it, it's very wet yes. and uncomfortable. Yeah. Moistly. It's That's the word of today. <laughs> Moistly. Full circle. Have a great Have night. A good night. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. You're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. 
For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. And I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zones Geek Out podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye! Bye.